What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Thursday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We're a Sports Ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at Ethos Fantasy BB, E-T-H-O-S Fantasy BB. We post all of our new podcasts, articles, different news and notes. Everything on the baseball side gets shared out over there. You guys need to be checking it out because everybody on the team is doing incredible work. The writers, the different podcasts we got going on. Everything is really coming into swing here as we enter about the halfway point of the season. You guys should have checked it out already. If you haven't, that's why I bug you at the beginning of every show, just so that maybe a few of you every day will go and check out Ethos Fantasy BB on Twitter. And I think that we do have more and more people finding it every single day, which is great. If you're not somebody who is on Twitter, do not fear. Go to sportsethos.com. You'll get all that same content. And you should be at sportsethos.com right now anyway. Because we just launched our NFL draft guide. The guys worked tirelessly over these last couple of months putting together rankings with tiers. I mean, tiered rankings are always, you wouldn't think it'd be that much harder, but when I was putting together my own rankings, it does make it a little bit trickier. The guys did that, and down to like the offensive lines are ranked. We have different write ups, we have different pieces regarding, you know, the different formats for fantasy football. I'm not going to bore the baseball crowd with it, but just check out sportsethos.com if you are somebody who is into the football, fantasy football world. Now, today we are going to be looking at a couple pieces of news and notes that come out today. Not really that much, though, in all honesty. <clears throat> in my combing through of the different news sites and through Twitter and just looking through game log, there's not really that much. Now, there were some games today that we are going to be talking about. We're going to talk about some of the results. In fact, <clears throat> every single game is already underway here, and it's 7.30 p.m. Eastern time when I'm recording this. So we're going to talk about some of the goings-on from today. But let's start off with a rather interesting bit of news here, something that I'm very surprised that we even know about it's Wander Franco. So Kevin Cash announced today that Wander Franco is being benched through at least Friday for, quote, the way he handles his frustrations and not being a better teammate. This is rather stupid, I, I think. <clears throat> We've seen a couple times this season. We saw it in St. Louis with Ollie Marmol airing grievances against Tyler O'Neill, Wilson Contreras, out into the public. And we're seeing the same thing here with Kevin Cash regarding Wander Franco. Now, I think that whenever this kind of situation happens – I, I don't know exactly what happens behind closed doors, but you feel like the manager's got to be taken in to talk with management. And they got to say, okay, Kevin, there's no need to be pissing off Wander Franco. Even if Wander Franco did something that is, you know, maybe you don't like, handle it internally. Uh, you know, I, I don't understand the need to air the dirty laundry out loud. You could just even bullshit and say, you know, he's dealing with something. Well, you know, I don't know how often they lie to us. They probably lie to us more often than we realize. Um, but you could just say something, you know, he's nursing, uh, you know, he's got a sore hammy, he's got this, he's got a sore hand, whatever, giving him a break, giving him a break, whatever it is. You know, I think anything is better than what they're, what they currently did. Wonder Franco is, I'm just going to double check it to make sure I'm not wrong, but I believe he is, he is still 22. He is still 22 years old. He is still a kid and he is performing at an incredibly high level. For fantasy purposes, which is not necessarily real life, it's, it's definitely not real life in all honesty, he's a top 30 fantasy player this season at worst, depending on where you look. He's cooled down a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but he's got eight homers, 24 steals. He's batting 287. The dude's been incredible. He's been carrying that team. He's been one of the reasons why that team has been so successful so far. And I don't really understand what this even means exactly. Maybe it's better we don't hear more from Kevin Cash. Maybe it's better. I don't know. This situation is just so weird. But if you're going to go out and you're going to say this, you might as well tell us what he did. You know, in for a penny, in for a pound, for the way he handles his frustrations and not being a better teammate is kind of vague. I mean, that could mean he took a bat in the clubhouse and destroyed, uh, you know, a water cooler or he didn't listen to a teammate telling him something. I don't know what this is. 
I don't think it's that serious, but it is something to monitor if he falls out of favor with Tampa. I don't think that there's going to be anything really to, to worry about from a fantasy point of view, but something to keep in the back of our heads and monitor. I mean, he is a Ray. Wander Franco is going to be a Ray for a long time. He signed an 11-year contract. I'm not sure when he signed that. It was, it was before this year, before last season, but he's signed with the team through 2033 or 2034. He's there for the long haul. They're going to have to figure it out, and I think Kevin Cash is going to have to realize at some point, well, I mean, I don't know if it's even that serious if it's this deep, but if the if the franchise is choosing either Wander Franco or Kevin Cash, I don't think Kevin Cash is going to like the situation uh, if they do end up going that route. Again, we're nowhere near that point where anybody's going to be losing their job or anything like that. A couple days of benching, sure, we'll see what happens. Uh, I expect him to be back over the weekend. But it does make it kind of tricky if you are setting those like NFBC weekend lineups. What if they're just pissed off with them on Saturday again and they don't want to start them, and then you've started a guy in your lineup who's missing two out of three games? Definitely something that you got to think about, and I am still would be starting him. Of course, if you're in a very shallow league like that, if it's an eight-team league and you you know you got to worry about that, maybe you don't if you're setting, you know, I don't even know if there are leagues like that with NFBC-style twice-weekly lineups where you, uh, I don't even know if there's shallow leagues like that anywhere, honestly. There's so many different formats, it wouldn't shock me. But it is something that you got to keep in the back of your mind if you're setting your lineups this weekend that Wander Franco might end up missing two out of three games. Maybe all three if the Rays decide that he hasn't learned his lesson or whatever, he's still being moody or whatever the hell it is. Because, again, we don't really know exactly what he did to piss them off other than, again, handling his frustrations in a way that Kevin Cash did not like and you know maybe he was not being a great teammate. I don't know. It's very vague. I think it's very stupid that they aired this out to the public. But it is something that I think is worth keeping an eye on, so that is why we mentioned it here. Let's move on and talk Gio Urshela. This one kind of sucks, especially for those of you who are in those aforementioned NFBC leagues where you got 15 teams, you got deep rosters, middle, corner, infield, you got five outfielders, tons of different players you need to have rostered. Gio Urshela was somebody that was, you know, generally doing very well for you this season. He's batting 299, just a tick under 300, a couple homers, three steals. He was playing not so much recently, but overall, I mean, I don't know. I think it was the injury causing him to miss time as well recently. But I think there's also the fact of, I don't know, maybe he just doesn't perfectly fit in there in in an everyday lineup sense. I mean, he was playing most days before. I don't know if he was somebody that they necessarily want to have going out there every single day. But it doesn't even matter at this point. Uh, Gio Urshela is going to miss the remainder of the season. It's his pelvis. I'm not sure if it's a fracture or what it is. They have just said that he's got a pelvic injury. He won't require surgery, but it'll be an extended... Oh, no, it is a fracture. Sorry, it is a fracture. Um, but he's still facing an extended absence. They won't need surgery, but he is expected to be done for the year. He was up at 20% in Yahoo Leagues yesterday. He's gone down to 15 that's fine. You guys got to be dropping him. He was somebody that was kind of a borderline, probably honestly not even worthy of a roster spot in those shallower Yahoo formats. Anyway, if you're still holding on, then you got to drop him, which does suck. He was doing well uh, while he was playing when he was getting regular playing time and healthy. First, third, and short eligibility. There's definitely some value there, but at this point, <clears throat> Gio Urshela is not somebody that you need to be holding on to anymore. That's pretty much it in terms of the new news that we've got for today. I mean, other than maybe you want to talk about for a brief second, Rob Manfred and his you know infinite genius here talking about how he regrets giving the, the Astros uh, immunity. He has some regret about going back uh, several years now when they were investigating the punishments that were going to go into the cheating in the World Series in 2017. Manfred's quote was, I'm not sure I would have approached it with giving players immunity. Once we gave players immunity, it puts you in a box as to what exactly we're going to do in terms of punishment. I might have gone about the investigative process without that grant of immunity and see where it takes us. 
Ah, Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred is really, really stupid. I don't know, guys. I'm not a big fan of Rob Manfred. He did go on to say afterwards, I'm not going to punish anybody. Maybe my, not my best decision ever. He also took back his comments talking about calling the World Series, the Commissioner's Trophy, a piece of metal. If I could take back the rather flip comment I made about the World Series trophy at one time, I'd take that back. It just all goes to show he is just a clown. Rob Manfred is a total clown show, idiot, loser, moron. Take any word you can throw in there. It's very easy. It's low-hanging fruit to pick on Rob Manfred. But when he goes out and says shit like this, we know you made the wrong decision given the player's immunity. Everybody knew it at the time that it was stupid. Going back six years, five years after the fact and relitigating that, you're just going to piss off Yankee fans. You're going to piss off Red Sox fans. You're going to piss off Dodger fans. You're just going to piss off everybody, really. I don't, I don't have any root in the game there in the 2017-2018 World Series. The Blue Jays were not in contention in those years. It's still annoying to hear this kind of shit from the commissioner of baseball. Just leave it alone, you know. Uh, you know, the mea culpa, it's long overdue. It's not something that we even want to hear at this point. It just, you know, peels the scab off and just opens up that cut again. So not really anything fantasy related there. Just Rob Manfred is an idiot and a clown, and I thought I would share that before we move on to talk about a couple of things from today's slate. Let's start off with Joe Ryan. Holy shit, Joe Ryan. Apologies for the curse words today. I don't know what's, com- what's coming over me. I guess there's some days where you just end up swearing more than other days, but today is one of those days, so apologies if there's any young ones listening. We'll try and keep it as PG as possible going forward. But Joe Ryan, man, I was about to swear again there, just looking at his line here. Nine innings pitched, a completo, complete game for him, three hits allowed, nine strikeouts, and no walks. Gets his ERA back under the three markets at 298. His whip is at .91. Now, the really impressive stat here is that he threw 112 pitches. 83 of them were for strikes. That's nearly 75% strike rate, which is incredibly high. Joe Ryan has been exceptional this season. I initially had him ranked in my rest of season pitcher rankings inside my top 10. And when I redid them, not redid them, but kind of updated them uh, the most recent time, it was, I believe, 13. Let me just double check where I had him exactly. 13 is where I had Joe Ryan. You can make the argument that you want to have him higher than, I mean, go for it. Honestly, he's looking about as good as anybody in baseball right now. The reason I didn't have him a little bit higher is because some of those advanced metrics are a little bit higher. You know, the XFIP was 374 compared to this ERA, which was 330 coming into today. I wonder what today's metrics will do to it. That was kind of the only thing with me is that maybe he was getting a little bit lucky. But, man, that walk rate is incredible. It was at 4.5% coming into today and then nine innings of no walks. Him with a 27% K rate as well. He's just doing everything right. He's not, you know, allowing a crazy low BABIP. It's 268. His left on base percentage is right in line with league average at 70%. Joe Ryan's an absolute stud, and he reminded us again today uh, why we are so happy to have him on our teams this season. From a fantasy point of view, he has been an absolute godsend in a year where pitching has been just horrendous. Again, he came into today as a top 25 fantasy player. After today, you got to figure. Uh, he'll probably move into the top 16, 15. Uh, you know, uh, you get the win, nine strikeouts, complete game, zero ERA, .33 whip. You can figure it's going to move him up quite a bit. Uh, he is absolutely a stud, even though he's had some rough outings recently against Detroit last time out, did not inspire confidence. But at the end of the day, uh, you can't really bounce back any better than what Joe Ryan did for you today. Blake Snell is absolutely on one. Blake Snell is doing what we usually see from him in the second half, and he's almost doing it a little bit earlier than we usually see it. So today he went six innings, allowed three hits, struck out 11 batters. He got his ERA down to 322 for the season. Blake Snell and our our friend here, Frank Stample, shared out a tweet earlier, and it was Blake Snell's last five starts, 31 innings pitched, 
one earned run, a singular earned run in 31 innings pitched, which is a .29 ERA. He's allowed 13 hits and nine walks. He has a .71 whip. In those 31 innings, he has 50 strikeouts. Blake Snell is absolutely on fire. Now, at this point, you're not able to acquire him for any kind of discount. You might have been able to a few weeks ago. But at this point, I mean, you could try. But he's been so ridiculously good going back to, you know, a month now. I don't know that you're going to be able to get him at much of a discount at all. The funny thing is, if you're in a very, very, very shallow league, again, this one's going to apply to a lot of you. Go check your waiver wire. He's only 92% rostered on Yahoo. He was 88% yesterday. So there are people who are just finding Blake Snell on their waiver wire. Maybe they're dropping whoever the hell, back-end guy, 8-team, 10-team, whatever it is. Maybe you get lucky in a 12-teamer. It's likely you don't. But 92%, I always say this, and people might think I'm crazy, 92%, 90%, 89%, 94%. Those numbers are not 99%, which is what it goes up to on Yahoo if you're playing fantasy baseball. You're never going to see 100% like you would in fantasy football. And I think basketball, I think it also tops out at 99 the way that they have the system worked out. But 92 is not 99. Even if it's 7% of leagues, even if it's very shallow leagues, go and check your waiver wire. It does not hurt to throw his name in the search bar and just see if Blake Snell is sitting there for you. The strikeouts are stupid. They're just ridiculous. The production as a whole is ridiculous, and we're starting to see the team, San Diego, turn themselves around a little bit now as well. So you're going to have more potential for wins going forward. He only has four, including today's W. Three of his wins on the season coming in the last four starts. So we're going to start to see the better version of Blake Snell. If you look at the second half numbers for his career, they are much better than the first half. We haven't even officially hit the second half yet. So, again, might might be a niche thing. Just go check and see if Blake Snell was dropped because Lord knows a lot of people were dropping him earlier in the year. He looked horrendous. He looked very horrendous at the start of the season. There were times where, you know, the strikeouts weren't there and you're kind of thinking, oh, God, Blake Snell again. You know, some people think he was kind of – overrated in general because of his Cy Young season and then everybody afterwards now for the years since has just always expected greatness even though he's not really that good he can be that good he's not always that good it's not the consistency you're usually going to get from him but in the second half generally you do so if you are able to get him for any kind of a discount pick him up off the waiver wire please go and take a look and see if he is there again not going to be a lot of people but for those of you who all who will find him uh, you're going to find probably somebody that you're going to be very very happy with here Let's talk about J.P. Sears, man. This guy is really, honestly, a lot better than I had anticipated, a lot better than I think a lot of people had anticipated. Came into today with a rather unimpressive 424 ERA, but a 106 whip. He's striking out nearly a batter per inning, which is quite a bit better than what we saw last year. Even last year, we had a 386 ERA. He didn't really have the strikeouts. Now, today, he brought you eight strikeouts over seven innings, gave up two earned runs against Cleveland. And then Yaxel Rios, that's the name of the reliever who came in to, to take his place. He allowed four earned runs and walked four in the next inning. So there wasn't going to be a chance at a win for him anyway, I don't think. Yeah, because they had scored the two runs in the fifth against Sears. So there wasn't going to be a chance for a win. He was going to take that loss regardless. But it kind of sucks that it ends up looking the way it does at a 6-1 victory for Cleveland. J.P. Sears is somebody where I don't think that he is an all-formats play, but I think in 12 teams, you're you're kicking the tires and you're seeing if he's available. You know, he's only 16% rostered on Yahoo. He was 13% yesterday. The other guys I talked about, you know, you're not going to find Joe Ryan. In all likelihood, you're not going to find Blake Snell on a waiver wire. You realistically could find J.P. Sears on a lot of waiver wires, and even though you might be limited from the win potential, He's doing a lot of things very well. The strikeouts have been coming along recently. He's limiting the earned runs that he is allowing. Only one time since May 14th has he allowed more than two earned runs. He's doing a lot of good things. The walks generally have been very good as well, outside of the start on June 5th against the Pirates, where he walked five. 
going back to early May, he hasn't walked more than one in any of those games. There's a lot to like with J.P. Sears. I think in 12-teamers, he really does make an intriguing ad. So go and check your waiver wire. Odds are he is on it. He's only, what is it? What did I just say? I literally just said the number, uh, and I forget, 16. He's 16% rostered on Yahoo, but definitely somebody to be taking a look at if you can still find him. Guys, it's going to wrap it up for us today. We'll be back to wrap up the week tomorrow. We'll take a look probably at some weekend streamers, and we'll take a look at the end of today's action, look at tomorrow's stuff going on, and we'll do an overall recap of the fantasy baseball world over the next 24 hours from when you hear this. But, guys, until then, take care, have a great night, and cheers. We will see you tomorrow.